What a powerful thought to think that the goodness of God pursues us. Well, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Michelle Yakel. I, along with my pastor Anthony, are the site pastors at our UBC location. So it is wonderful to be here with you this morning and to share in God's word with you. So, memory lane. Ah, yes, good old memories. You know, it's a term we use when we're caught in a shared moment with someone maybe recalling the past or reliving some memories in some way. I often forget things until I'm with someone and we start reliving some of those shared experiences and then all of a sudden a flood of memories jogs in my mind and more often than not laughter ensues. In fact, I had several situations this week meeting with friends and talking about and laughing hysterically about things of the past. In fact, it's one of the things I actually like about Facebook, whether you're a fan or not, uh, when memories of the past pop up for me to spend time and reflect on. Now, sometimes those memories have been absolute treasures. Sometimes they're times with family, vacations, life celebrations, or perhaps very funny and unexpected moments, such as the time when our daughter's braces got stuck to the carpet. Yeah, it's true. So she reluctantly gave me permission to show that. (laughs) I did ask. Um, And she actually stayed stuck there longer than necessary because we could not stop laughing. We We later freed her with an X-Acto knife, which again required precision because she was stuck to the floor. But anyway, Facebook jogs up memories and things sometimes for us to recall. But Facebook also reminds me sometimes of raw and difficult times. Maybe it's been the passing of a loved one, reflections on perhaps hardships we have faced, or difficulties that we or people we love have been through. In fact, sometimes it even reminds me of tragic world events. You see, we are often transported when we stop to remember past moments. For instance, on our recent family vacation to California with our family, we found ourselves walking down memory lane as we reflected on times that we had shared there in the past. In fact, it had been nine years since we had been there, and you can see our family there nine years ago and present day with all of us. But what we also found fascinating was so many of the things that we were easily reminded of or could recall in our minds was super difficult for our son, Nevin, to recall. In fact, he had a vague memory of things, things we had done or places we had been, places maybe we had eaten. Now, to be fair, he was only seven years old. However, as we swam in the pool or drove around, we would share with him stories, places we had been, hey, we used to go here, we did this, and it would help him to try and remember in some things he just didn't recall at all. On the other hand, our daughter remembered so much more and was able to share her memories and things that her and Nevin had done together. As we shared from the past, we found ourselves laughing, maybe even recalling moments from our minds a little bit different, but then something fascinating happened. We started talking about the future. We started talking about what we'd like to do next time and what life would be like as our family grows, we started taking the fun memories of the past and the moments we were experiencing right now in the desert 
and looking forward with anticipation to what fun we could have again in the future down the road. Dreaming together, laughing, sharing of what we thought life might be like. Well, there is so much to be learned as we look back and stop to remember. In fact, this very word remember is used 352 times in the Bible. And if you take all into account the variations of the word itself, you'll find it used over 550 times. You see, there is something powerful about remembering. And we're beginning a new series over the next few weeks called Don't Forget to Remember. And today, we're looking back specifically at God's faithfulness and why it's important to remember his work in our lives. I want to read for you a passage from Scripture this morning from Psalm 77. It's a little long, so bear with me. It's verses 1 to 12, and it says this. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew weak. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night, and my heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? Then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on all your mighty deeds. Well, I think that each of us can find ourselves in this passage of scripture. In fact, I think the anguish here is probably relatable for many of us. We question if God is near in the midst of our circumstances and our situations. Sometimes things can seem so overwhelming or even out of place in our lives. We question if God is even near in the midst of our situations. And we cry out to God, some of us even in the night, in the solace of our pillow or even in the solitude of the shower. When we're alone, we cry out to him. Our anguish is real and we strive to find God in the midst of our journey. Now for some of us here, that journey has been long and tiring. And I see that this morning. I acknowledge that not all of our stories are easy. And for some here in the room, we've also found ourselves on the other side of the storm, able to breathe again for the first time in a long while. You see, we question if God is near, if perhaps maybe he's forgotten me, forgotten us. But this passage is calling us to remember and to reflect on the things God has done in the past and to keep us holding on. You know, I love reading stories from the Old Testament where the people have faced some relentless situation that can seem maybe bleak or uncertain. And then after some extended period of time, the situation turns around. And after each of these moments, 
the people choose to do something. They choose to commemorate the goodness of God in the midst of their challenge. Most often, they would erect a pillar of rocks, what's called memorial stones, as a way to remember what God had done. Now, I'm sure many of you have had the experience of sitting around a campfire, telling stories. Maybe it's been with family or friends or some new strangers that you've just met. But I know our family has done this on many occasions. In fact, last night, our son and his cousin sat outside around the fire pit talking and laughing together. But I especially love when we do this with my parents and our kids are with us. We tell stories about life and we listen to Nana and Papa tell stories from their childhood. And okay, truth be told, sometimes we laugh and we're laughing at them, not with them, right? We've all done that. But we have fun as we sit around together and share with one another. There's something profound about passing down family traditions and family stories. Learning from the life experiences of others, from their journey, their faith, their heartache, and even their failures. It's a powerful thing. And God knows the importance of remembering and passing down things. He knows that when we take the time to recall his faithfulness, something powerful happens in our current situation. We find hope. Now, as an example, in 1 Samuel chapter 7, the Israelites have been under relentless attack from the Philistines, and God leads them to victory. So what does Samuel do? He erects a large stone, and he names it Ebenezer, means the stone of help. Samuel recognized the source of their victory, and he wanted to publicly declare it by commemorating God's goodness in a permanent way. It ensured that the Israelites would not forget the grace of God in their situation. Now, another example is found in Joshua 4. God commands the Israelites to cross the Jordan River, and he miraculously stops the waters from flowing so they can, they can cross on dry land. Well, Joshua, in this moment, leads the 12 tribes across the riverbed, and he asks them each to pick up a stone from the middle of the riverbed. And they take these stones and they erect them in the promised land. These 12 stones of Jordan were a memorial to God's love and miraculous help. However, these stones were not just for those who witnessed and experienced the miracle themselves. In fact, Joshua 4, 21 and 22 says this. It says, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, ah, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. You see, God longs for you and I to proclaim his goodness and his faithfulness to future generations. It's not just meant to hold on to ourselves and forget about it and let them get dusty and forgotten. The miracles and the goodness of God is to be proclaimed through our lives to future generations to testify of his faithfulness. So I want to ask us today, do we actively do things in our lives to memorialize the goodness of God? The miracles of God are not just moments of the past. He shows up in our lives, guiding us, providing for us, walking with us, strengthening us, and making a way. But do we hold on to those stories and share them with future generations? 
Do we commemorate them in some way to allow us to pause and remember the goodness of God in our lives and to tell future generations, hey, this is a part of your foundation. This goodness is a part of your story. And then to declare that this same God that can and will show up for you today. He's the same God. Some of you might know this, I'm Polish and Italian, but my father was born and raised in Poland, and he was actually born at the end of World War II. He and his mom and his brother tried for 13 years to make their way here to family in Canada. My Baba, who is my grandma, was a Catholic at the time, and she often prayed to Mary for help. She would have to leave the boys for days and sometimes even weeks on end to go into the city to try and find paperwork and do whatever she needed to get them to be able to come to Canada. But year after year, nothing but rejection over and over and over again. Well, one day when my Bubba was praying, she had a vision. And before her, she saw Mary. And she was praying, Mary took her finger and pointed it to Jesus and said, pray to him. My Baba was like, well, I've not done that before. So she did. She prayed to Jesus. It was the first time in her life she ever did that. And then she packed up her stuff and went into the city to try to get their papers to leave for Canada. And it was on that attempt that those papers were issued to my Baba, my dad, and my uncle to finally make their way to Canada. They arrived on Canada Day in 1958, 65 years ago. And from that day onwards, my Baba only ever prayed to Jesus. You know, I've heard this story multiple times in my life, and I remember her even telling me this story. I recall families sitting around listening to that story, and I've grown up knowing that the trajectory of our family's lives were altered that day that she prayed to Jesus. My dad is in the blue and my uncle Wally is in the brown. You know, I've grown up with a gratitude for the freedom we have here in Canada, for the grace of God and our family. It has not been perfect and it has not been easy, but this has been a part of the foundation of our lives and it was altered in that moment that she chose to pray to Jesus. And I choose to remember God's faithfulness through this story, to know that he's the same God at work in my life today, making a way, leading, and protecting. So, what do you need to remember today? What moments of God's faithfulness do you need to resurrect and be reminded of? What do you need to share with your family or your friends of God's faithfulness and provision of his love and of his care? Remembering is not passive. It's an action that brings the power of Jesus into our lives. As we remember what he has done, it enables us to stop focusing on impossibility and instead focus on a God who does the impossible. That's a beautiful thing. Again, I read this this morning from Psalm 77. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. It's something that you and I have to be proactive about. Psalms 111 verse 4 says this. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered 
The Lord is gracious and merciful. Okay, let's be honest. It is super easy for us to forget. (laughs) Super easy. We all do it. In fact, the Israelites themselves, they forgot all the time. They constantly needed to be reminded of God's faithfulness. Deuteronomy 6.12 says, Then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. You see, forgetting God's faithfulness quickly leads us to despair. It can make us and cause us to make choices that are in disobedience to God because we're frustrated or we want to make something happen on our own. And we forget to reflect on God's faithfulness and his goodness in the midst of our difficult circumstances and situations. See, when the Israelites were free to leave Egypt, they were so happy and so thankful. They had joy and excitement, but soon that joy turned to complaining and like disgruntledness and frustration because they forgot. They forgot about God's faithfulness and they forgot what it was like to be a slave. You and I so easily can forget. We're no different. Remembering is not always easy to do. It's easy for us to forget the things that God has done. You know, maybe you've taken for granted your spouse and you need to be reminded of how God brought them into your life. Maybe you're frustrated with the child, but you need to go back and remember the miracle and the joy that they were the day they were born. Maybe you're questioning your chosen program of studies and trying to figure out what you're doing. Maybe you need to go back and remember why you started this in the first place. Perhaps you've lost gratitude in your job or your profession and need to be reminded of of how God led you to where you are. Maybe we're frustrated with an unanswered prayer in our lives and we need to be reminded of the prayers God has faithfully answered in the past and in there find encouragement and confidence and hope to know that he's going to continue to work in your current situation. God wants us to remember. About 10 years ago, I was honored to travel with my brother and my dad to Poland. In fact, my dad had no intentions of ever returning to his homeland, but I'm so grateful he did. It was one of the greatest gifts of my life to be able to step into his past and his history. And while we were there, so we visited Auschwitz and Birkenau. It was a very emotional experience, as you can imagine, raw and just difficult. But as we exited one of the buildings, there was this sign above the door for everyone to see. It says, the one who does not remember history is bound to live through it again. You see, there is something powerful to be said about recalling both the hardships and the goodness of the past. Both serve as reminders. And maybe today, you need to be reminded of how far you've come. A friend of ours, Karina, had a medical emergency about three months ago. She is sadly still in hospital today, and she spent quite a number of weeks fighting for her life. She went from being an active, involved wife, mother, grandma, to laying in a hospital bed, confused, unable to move, and she can barely eat. And I'd love to ask you to pray for her as you remember her, for her healing and her recovery. 
Her daughter, Laura, is also a friend of ours, and she wrote this about her mom two weeks ago as she set out on her kayak. She lives on Comox, and she set out on her kayak just to get some rest, and she wrote these words. When we were first thrust into this health crisis, it was all adrenaline, all survival. We got through by sheer grace and the need to keep going. Now we are in the grueling and exhausting stage that feels like it is never ending. When you're in it day in and day out, it's hard to see the improvements. It's easy to get discouraged, feeling that there is no hope, but we know there is. Today, I allowed myself to, to let the tide take me out into the water. As I looked only at my kayak, it felt as though I wasn't moving at all. But when I looked back to shore, I could see how rapidly I was coasting along. To look back at where my mama was two and a half months ago, we can see just how far she's come. I wonder how many of us here today need to look back and see how far we've come. To celebrate perhaps your win over addiction, to honor your past and where you are today, to recognize progress may not be leaps and bounds, but you really are in a different place than you were six months ago. To take time to see God's faithfulness in your life, to erect a memorial to remind you when you get discouraged that God is faithful, that you still haven't reached your final destination, and he is with you. God is constantly wanting us to find ways to remember. There is something powerful that happens, even psychologically, as we recall things, as we pause to reflect on God's faithfulness and purpose in our lives, to remember meaningful interactions. We can find hope in these situations. We can find stamina to continue and encouragement for the journey. And it's the same reason we come to the communion table week after week. We're called to remember what Christ has done. It's an intentional time we set aside to pause, to remember and to sit in gratitude for the gift of life, love, freedom, forgiveness, wholeness that we have been offered through Christ's death and resurrection. And when we actually pause and stop to think about that, it changes everything. It can be hard for us to find our way in the moments we're in, but I love how Danish theologian and philosopher Soren Kierkegaard puts it. He says, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. So what do you need to remember today? What do you need to look back on and celebrate and remind yourself of how it changes how you live forward? Maybe you need to write down a few things, journal, or perhaps you need to get in touch with some friends or some family and recall the days of old, to laugh again or dream again, or even just celebrate how far you've come. Perhaps you need to make a modern-day monument of some kind in your home to remember what God has done in his faithfulness in your life, a picture, a poem, a rock, or something symbolic to you. Sometimes when life is uncertain and I'm questioning things, I pull out one of my old journals, especially from the time where I lived in India. I reread my stories, my joys, my celebrations, and most definitely my distress. 
and I rediscover God's faithfulness as I look back. And I find encouragement to know that he is still with me now. I go back to Isaiah 41, verse 10. When I was 13 years old, this became a pillar in my personal life. It says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, in a moment of darkness in my own life, where I wanted it to end, where I tried to take my life, I reached out to God and I held on to his hand. And I've never let go. And I'm not going to stand here and tell you that it's been easy or it hasn't been hard, because that wouldn't be the truth at all. But I know that I can look back in my life and time and time and time again, I can see God's faithfulness over and over again. And I choose to remember to let God's faithfulness not lay dormant and forgotten in my life. You see, we each have stories, moments we can recall where we've experienced kindness, laughter, shared moments, sadness, grief, distress. And in each of those moments, we can also find God's presence. Even in the hardship, he is present. God wants us to remember. And I'll be the first to tell you, it can be hard to look back. Looking back is not always easy, but there's value in remembering God's faithfulness, and it serves as a foundation to know that he is still faithful today. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles from long ago. I will consider all your works and meditate on your mighty deeds. I want to ask you today to honor his faithfulness in your life. And in a few moments, we're going to come to the table of communion. And I want to ask you to pause and to reflect on his work and his deeds in your life, to lean into the faithfulness of God in your journey past and for your present. I want to leave you with this this morning. When we include God in our remembering, we gain perspective. Even in difficult times, it can be used as a part of God's destiny and plan for our lives. And sometimes, with the gift of hindsight, we can get a glimpse of what the future holds. John Maxwell says, reflective thinking turns experience into insight. He wants to use those things of our journey. Reflecting helps us gain wisdom for our current situations, and in so doing, it turns our remembering into an act of worship. When you remember God's faithfulness, it's an act of worship to him. Deuteronomy 16.11 says this, Rejoice in all the good which the Lord has given to you and your house. So here it is this morning. Don't forget to remember God's faithfulness. There's a reason why you and I are called to remember. And I pray today you find encouragement in remembering how God has been a part of your story. Don't let the faithfulness of God lay dormant in your life, collecting cobwebs and forgotten and laid on the shelf. Share with others the goodness and the faithfulness of God in your life, for in there you will find encouragement and life and hope. I'm going to invite you to join me as I pray over you this morning. So Father, I thank you this morning for your faithfulness. 
I thank you that each of us have the ability to look back in our lives, whether it's a week ago or six years ago, and to appreciate your faithfulness in some way, that you have been a part of our story and our journey. And so, Father, as we come even to the table of communion, you ask us to remember the goodness of you given in the life of Christ for us. And so, Father, even today, as we maybe face difficult situations, may we pause to reflect on your goodness in other ways in our lives, to know that you are still the same God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So we thank you for your faithfulness. God, stir in our minds and our hearts the ability to remember your faithfulness. We ask this in your name. Amen.